you guys know that laughing is one of our core values. That's what the Lord's doing. Got to get on the same page. You guys can take your seats. You know, we're going to do our... Um, offering and announcements at the end, so if I could have uh, the appropriate staff do some star jumps at the end to remind me, that'd be great. We're just going to uh, get into it. I just feel to do that. We'll just do all the um, necessary announcements at the end, give them due attention. I don't want to rush through them. All right, we're going to pray. Holy Spirit, thank you. You're the one that makes everything happen. We love you. We honour you. Spirit of God, we just thank you for speaking through your word today. We just thank you for open eyes, open ears. We thank you for the truth and knowing the truth will set us free. We just thank you, Lord. Anoint the words, your words, anoint everyone's ears. So chuck some oil in there right now. <laughs> Amen. All right. Okay. Um, Rach and I have been, we had a bit of a chat this morning and uh, when, it's never a good way to start a, a preacher that people go, what's going on? No, it's a good chat. We have lots of good chats. We had a very, very serious chat um, about the Lord saying, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. So the truth must be pretty awesome. Anything that dilutes the truth or suppresses the truth is to put us into bondage. And um, we're seeing that um, anything that's a lie, it says that the devil is the, the father of lies. He, he speaks from his own resources. And so uh, what I want to do today is I want to go on a journey in Scripture, continuing on our theme about the spirit of wisdom. We've got to allow, wow, this is a really bare stage. I sort of like I feel a bit lonely up here now. Come on. It's actually probably what it's meant to be like every week. But um, I want us to, when you start to, Look into the word and you allow it to speak to you and, and not have your own filters. I remember um, one such time that, you, that comes to mind. Um, I mean, I do a lot of prep, but then when I come up here, sort of like all bets are off, you know, because I start to go in certain directions. But I do a lot of prep. But um, I remember studying Kings and Chronicles in succession. Like, I think I read them in three days. Like I really got stuck into them. And what happened was it blew my mind is the cycles and the different kings and how rulers affect everything. Rulership affects everything, okay? And this is why we can't be indifferent to government. We actually have to be switched on about government because it affects everything. And you go, well, I'm doing okay. Well, think about your kids. Because if there's leaven or darkness, it has to be dealt with so it doesn't get worse for your children. What blew me away? This is one of the things I got when I allowed the word to speak to me. So you had all the different kings and there were cycles where there, were, there, were, uh, there weren't any, besides David and Solomon pretty much traded off the back of his legacy. Okay, he had a pretty charmed life and so I believe we'll see him one day in a, in a, in a good light. But after that, it, it, it dropped off a fair bit. You got Hezekiah and a few others. But what happened is that Hezekiah had a son called Manasseh and boy, we're talking, he was the pits. He caused the whole nation to backslide. 
He was in uh, sacrifice, infanticide, as a, as, a, as a matter of, of procedure. He went. He, he, he allowed idolatry and demonic worship to proliferate through the country, through the Holy Land. And what he did was absolutely. It, it said that it was way worse than any other king. Now, what blew me away is you'd see kings and, and you know like uh, uh, um, uh, Uzziah, not Isaiah, Uzziah. You know, he was, uh, um, I think that he actually got a little bit of pride and he went and thought he was the high priest and offered up incense to the Lord and he got struck with leprosy. Like, like, like you, you, it really is a warts on all account when you read these, these, uh, um, uh, uh, these uh, chronologies, hence chronicles. And so, just get you giving an education. And so, um, what you have is that Manasseh did the worst out of everybody and he got taken into captivity. And he was in prison. And you know, when you, when you took kings captive, it didn't really work out that well for the kings. Some, usually they executed them and in very gruesome ways. Other times they would cut off their thumb on each hand and their big toe on each foot. So you couldn't really get around that well and you couldn't hold a sword. You sort of imitated a human sloth, you know. We're talking, we're talking hectic stuff. So here's Manasseh in captivity and this is what blew me away. He cried out to God from his heart. He did the worst, <laughs> the worst thing. Sorry, painted a picture. There we go. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a. Um, he was the worst. And he cried out to God. He cried out to God, and God restored his kingdom. Like what? And he wasn't. And and, and he was re as repentant. And I was blown away. Even on the old dispensation, the mercy of God, the, the loving kindness of God, and 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 it just struck me how how much government impacts all of our life. But I tell you what, right now, if you repent from your heart and then have corresponding action that lines up with your heart decision, God is good. It is His goodness that leads us to repentance. So, so we have this morning. I want us to allow the Word of God to talk to us. Because it's alive. The Word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing between the divisions of soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and as a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. We have to allow God's Word to speak to us because there's been some cultural and generational biases and filters put in there that make it uh, uh, not what God's intending it to say. So one of the things is we've been talking about understanding heaven's language, and I have in times past referenced that quite often in God's economy, uh, well, okay, I've many times had dreams where I'm observing something, I'm observing a person. And then what happened, the perspective of the dream changes because you know how dreams shape shift because you're in the realm of the spirit. All of a sudden, I'm the person in the dream. So I was observing, I was like a third party observer watching an event from another perspective and then bang, and, this is, and then next thing the dream's about me. And sometimes we see something and we observe it and then God is waiting for our reaction or response to the invitation. Because it's, 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 there's so much in Scripture where God paints a picture and then He's looking to our reaction in it. It's an invitation. And we can say that's Hebraic and it is Hebraic, but it's the realm of the Spirit. It's the realm of the Spirit. And so we know that the year King Uzziah died, uh, Isaiah went up, and uh, we're not going to put this up. And he, 
he, he, he, he saw the Lord sitting on the throne high and lifted up and the train of his robe filled the temple and above it stood uh, seraphim. Each one had six wings. He covered his face. Uh, with two, he covered his feet. With two, he flew. And they cried out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. What happens is that Isaiah was undone and he said, woe is me from a man of unclean lips in the midst of a, a generation of unclean lips or people of unclean lips. So he sort of sh- shared the blame, shared the love, okay? Uh, and what happens is that then there was a conversation happening in the throne room and uh, it's that they heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then he said, here I am, send me. That's the same thing. As he sees a conversation and he goes, send me, send me. And so this morning, we need to know how Scripture is put together because God didn't write it in this century, all right? And it's actually, I mean, I I am in awe. The more I get into the Word, the more I am in awe of the Logos. And we need the Logos and the Rema, we do. The only God on the earth is the Holy Spirit, okay? Some people go, whoa, no, 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 read your Bible. He's 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 the Spirit of truth. He's our comforter. He's our paraclete. Uh, he's one empowers us. He, he, he's, he's dunamis. He's, he, you know, Jesus has a exousia authority. He's the dunamis dynamite power. But we need the logos. And so when we, we, we start to see how God functions, we can actually, we need to understand heaven's language. So what we're going to do, we, we, we've been talking about understanding heaven's language, which includes time and seasons, uh, because we want a spirit of counsel, spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding, etc., spirit of knowledge. So we're going to start off with, this is the theme for today that I felt the Lord wanted to really uh, distill and focus in on. So if we could please put up um, Isaiah, start with Isaiah, um, yep. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over His kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward and and even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So this is actually such a, it's not just a now word, it's something I think that God is, is calling the church into, is to understand that the government of everything is on the shoulders of Jesus. Any government that's on the earth, whether it's aligned with the kingdom of God or not, the Lord, Jesus has permitted it. He's permitted it because it's happening. It didn't sort of like get in the side door. And so we need to see the relationship of the fact is that God's saying, church or, or God's, peop, God's covenant people, the government is on the shoulders of Jesus. Can someone say amen? Okay. You guys know you're getting set up. So that, I, felt, I felt the caution there. Come on. Amen. All right. <laughs> and so, so this is important. It, it's, we, we read in Daniel, is it, is it God's ways, are, His wisdom and His knowledge and he, he raises kings up and, 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 and brings them down. He's the one that does it. But what we have is that we've got the establishment on the earth of God's kingdom through the government of Christ, uh, wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting father, 
Prince of Peace. If you want to get messed up about the Trinity, just meditate on that sentence. Okay, wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So we have this established and we've got to see the relationship between uh, uh, the whole counsel of God all the way from Genesis through to Revelation. We have to, we have to be able to, because there's so much in the Old Covenant, there's so much in the Old Covenant, okay? But we have to see it through the, the lens of the cross. So, so that being said, or if we were to do, a, if we were to, this to be Scripture, you, you would use the word therefore, because whenever you see the word therefore, you've got to ask what it's there for. So we have, it's true, because it actually links two statements. So we have Matthew 28. So the government's on Jesus' shoulders and it says here, this is a big deal, this is a big deal. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in the universe. And you go, wow, the government's on his shoulders, yay! And here is the link statement. Put it the next, the next bit up, please. Therefore you go. Therefore you go. Now, what's interesting is that Jesus said, if you command the mountain to be uprooted and cast in the sea and you do not doubt in your heart, the word's cardia. We have different words for the subconscious, unconscious, conscious. You have suke as soul. You have pneuma, which is spirit. You have cardia, which is heart. But what happens when you sit in something long enough and it gets inside of you, that's who you really are. You aren't who you are when you're conscious of acting or conscious of being observed. You are who you are in your subconscious when you're just your default, okay? This is why if you've got authority in your subconscious, you can command the mountain to be uprooted and cast into the sea. But if you've got fear in your subconscious, you don't have any authority. See, that's the language of the Spirit, believing in your heart. So we have established here that the, the, the government will be on his shoulders. And it says, all authority in the universe has been given to Jesus. And he says, therefore you go. You go and make disciples of the nations. And we have to see the relationship. We have to see that because we can go, yeah, I know that. But if we're not doing it, then we don't know it. And we're on a journey. I am not, this is not this morning about a, a, a Liberal or Labour or Australia. We can do better. We have to think heaven's government. We have to think what God has, because we talked about last, last week about government isn't just purely that the expression that we've shoehorned it into now, you know. It, it, it isn't, it, at the, I mean, democracy really is a limiting of powers because, what, because absolute power corrupts absolutely. That's pretty much what it is and, and, and allegedly a high level of accountability won't go into the, the current political state. Um, so, so all government is on Jesus' shoulders. And then what you have, he said, go therefore. So what you have now, you're going, wow, you, 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 we're, like Isaiah, we're looking at, wow, the government's on his shoulders. And then, oh my gosh, all authority's been given to Jesus. And then he goes, go therefore, like he said to Isaiah. So this is what's exciting, because you know the truth and the truth will set you free. Anytime you're going deeper into truth, it shouldn't scare you. If it scares you, you're probably building on the wrong foundation building on the foundation of the flesh. The, the deeper we go into truth, the more we should get excited. Because Jesus said, look, I'm gonna be with you always. I'm never gonna leave you nor forsake you. I'll be, to, I'll, I'll be with you to the end of the complete era. This is, this is really, really cool because you go, oh my gosh. Because if he's calling you to do it, he's empowering it, empowering us to do it. And we'll see this all through, all through what's taking place, especially we're going forward. Now, if you could get ready the slide for the announcements for the, uh, the government mounted in a second.
What we've got is, is um, we've got a, a, a rally coming up soon. And I praise God that we still have a thing called freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, freedom of religion. Now there are powers that don't want it to happen. They wanna shout you down. There was even, uh, uh, um, uh, I think, you know, this is not a world event, but who's ever heard of the tennis player called Roger Federer? Okay, yep, and big cry baby. Anyway, so, oh. <coughs> so, now he played his last match, but basically there was a climate protester who set himself on fire on the tennis court just before. We're talking, we're, we're talking, the, the world's changing quickly, friends. Really, really quickly. There has to be a freedom to assemble, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, etc. So what we've got coming up is this. There's been a background of government laws that are laying the foundation to justify more laws and it's the, it's the climate emergency. And so, so you have in other countries, um, I mean, that, that if, if what you have to see is this. Either it's justified by the science, which has to be an observable fact or it's an ideology. We have to be able to look at this with scrutiny. If you feel intimidation, you've come under a political spirit. If you're intimidated, and, 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 and you know, when I'll, 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 I'll probably let rip up Moonsa a bit more than down here, because it's not being recorded. But basically, <laughs> basically, I can feel people go like this and say, hang on, hang on. And, and so if you feel that intimidation, there's gotta be a place where we can, we, we can actually, there's a level of freedom of speech and we need to hear two sides of the argument. Can you put the, the slide up please? We have um, guest speaker coming. You have to register, but it's a, it's a free event. People from all over the state will be coming, but they're gonna be, be talking about the future of Australian energy. Be a, 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 and I think we need to find out, if you're gonna have legislation coming out Stopping you having your own farm, growing things in the ground. I think it's good to have a little bit of education around that. Who, who thinks that's a good idea? So I encourage you to register for that because we are seeing government leveraging so much at this stage and they have to be held accountable. We have, they, they, we, 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 it is what it is. So put the word out there. And what we'll do, because it's not an impartation service, is that we're gonna to have to both halls. We're gonna have guest speaker here and it's gonna be live through there and it will not be recorded. Um, so, so whether you're in there out here won't make any difference, but, but we're, yeah, it's a free event. We just have to educate people. It's very, very important. I, I, um, I saw a clip the other day, Alan Jones, everyone was, it was on uh, um, Q&A and, uh, oh my gosh, which has had such a ratings decline and so it should. It's just an absolute blatant leftist forum. Right, and basically he's, he, they're going on about the, the, the uh, uh, carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and he turned around and says, do you know how much carbon dioxide is meant to be in the atmosphere? And no one could answer him. You've got people who are completely running with something they actually don't even have the data on. Like, 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 like. So, so I'm telling you right now, this is happening on our watch, our watch. And I know that there was a lot of stuff around COVID, but we found out it wasn't about COVID, it won't be about the climate, the pandemic will be government. Legit. Okay, they're just moving it from this and this and, and, and a lot more regulation. And where I get angry is they're terrifying the next generation, terrifying them. 
They think that we're gonna burn up in three minutes, you know? And uh, this stuff's been pushed from the early 70s from acid. Number one, just, just quickly, we have to look after the earth and we have to reduce pollution. If you have a look at the carbon emissions to put together an electric vehicle with the, the cobalt and the lithium, you got this. You got maybe worse emissions, but on the front end, it's just such a ridiculous smoke and mirrors. So we are. God is actually speaking all through the canon of Scripture about government. So we see here, and this is why we need to recognise this season. It's come to a fulcrum, and we're in a we're in a cycle, but it's come right to the the peak of something at the moment because we've seen so much concentration in the last two years. Um, the number 12, let's just look at the number 12. We, we, we touched on it last week. It represents God's perfect government, power and authority. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me, therefore you go. We see it at 187 times in scripture. You've got the 12 months of the year. Jacob have, had 12 sons, which became the 12 tribes. Jesus chose 12 disciples to diffuse the gospel of the kingdom throughout the earth. However, when you get to the book of Revelation, it goes bananas. There's 12s everywhere. Now, what's interesting, when you study the book of Revelation, there's probably over four to 500 direct references or allusions to the Old Testament. It's mind-blowing. Even when he's looking at the angel turns up, like in Ezekiel, you've got the river of life, and also he's there to measure uh, uh, the city before there. I mean, like, it's mind-blowing. And, and, and it's the most concentrated, revelatory uh, zip file of all the fullness of the Old Testament come together in the book, in, 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 in the Apocalypsis, the, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Got no, there's no Antichrist in it. Sorry to, dis, to really disappoint some of you guys who, you know, uh, 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 wanted some sort of like a, a Dan Brown novel. Um, it's not there. <laughs> so what I want us to do, uh, let, we'll, we'll go down. 144,000 is 12 times 12,000. In Revelation 12, there's a, there's a vision of a woman in heaven with the sun and moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars. Just the new Jerusalem, 12 gates with 12 angels manning them. Each 12 gates will have a name of the, uh, one of the 12 tribes of Israel. The walls are 144 cubits, which is 12 by 12. The city is 12,000 furlongs. It's just like God, God's saying, church from Adam all the way through, I've called you to govern. And when the church becomes obsessed with being a consumer only and a spectator, what will happen is darkness will take over. And we have, that, that's the message from the whole council of God. He calls His people. Jesus says, all authority in the universe has been given to me, therefore you govern. You go and govern. So what we're gonna do is you go, you go where do we start? Where do we start? You go, it's a bit overwhelming, you know. And so whatever you're doing, you govern at home, you govern when you work, you govern in the spirit, you hang out with the Lord, but you go, where do, where do I start? What we're gonna do is I want the, the genius of the Council of Scripture to, to give us the heads up this morning. And so we have, I wanna start at the very end because it's good to start with the end in mind. Because when whenever you get a vision, God gives you a vision, He shows you the future through a dream or a vision, you go, yeah, and then you work back to here. You don't go towards the vision. The vision's there, you work back to here. You've got to start the end in mind. You look at anyone that's been, I guarantee you Roger Federer as a child would have lay, lay in bed, dreamt of being number one of the world. 
and, and, and winning, you know, X amount of grand slams and whatnot. And he would have like, you know, when he's doing his speech, yes, I did watch it, didn't I? Watch his speech and then he goes, I'm doing really well. This, this is different to the vision I had. You, you listen to it. I think he said it twice. This is different to the vision I had of how this would go. He sees things before they happen. He saw the end before it happened. You work your way back. So let's start. We're going to be, right now, we're going to be observing something, but maybe we're in that picture. It's like, wow, what a beautiful scene. Maybe you're in that scene. You know, like when you have a dream and you're like, whoa, look at that going on. Wow. Hey, David, there was a man that had everything. There was a man just had a little lamb. And like this, who is that man? You're that man. That's heaven's wisdom. It gets around the firewalls of ego. It gets around the firewalls of distance and indifference. So let's have a look at this. This is the invitation to govern. Um, Revelation 22. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life. Yay, made it come back. Which bore... Which bore 12 fruits. Interesting, isn't it? Each tree yielding its fruit every month. So you got 12 months, 12 fruits for 12 months. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. I find that fascinating. And I think that it actually says in, in, in Ephesians, uh, um, to him who can do exceedingly abundantly, all, abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Did you know, no matter how vivid your imagination is, it is not the ceiling, it's just the floor of what God can do. Your imagination is just the mortar. It's just the foundation, if, if at all. You, 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 you have to see into the Spirit. You know, it says, I has not seen nor ear heard nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. And you're like, you can't even imagine what God has. But, but He's revealed them to us by Spirit. So you see here, you go, what would that look like? What would the tree of life look like? What would that scene look like? And you, 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 you know, for any sort of genuine seeker of the truth, you, you, you try and go there. Um, so a little bit, and you've got the throne room. And uh, uh, I mean, I've never seen the throne room or the throne. I've felt it, but I've, never, I've seen a lot of heavenly stuff. That's sort of like, that's, that's on my bucket list. <laughs> this side, not there. It's on everyone's bucket list. I mean, you know, huh? Uh, you want to see that, not the great right throne part. Um, so, so you, you, you have, you know, heavenly dimensions and, and just how things completely uh, uh, go against the, the laws of physics. Realms within realms, spheres within spheres, wheels within wheels, are like incredible. The things that God has prepared for those who love Him. So anyway, so you look at that and you're going, wow, there's a, there was uh, the, the tree of life. And, uh, um, and he saw the river of life, the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. That's amazing. So you go, oh, I can't wait to look at that. So what we do instantly, we go, huh, I'm looking at something. Isn't that interesting? So I think maybe it's a scene that we're invited into. Let's go Isaiah 61 verse three. We're talking about trees of life to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they may be called trees of righteousness, 
the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Ow, that's very interesting. We've gone from trees of life to trees of righteousness. Who are the trees of righteousness? Yeah, exactly, trees of righteousness. And uh, you know, it brings to mind a very, very interesting song that we used to sing in the 90s. He turned my morning into dancing. Who remembers that one? Okay, we're not gonna sing it by the way. Um, Aww. Yeah, I've led that a few times. Um, way before the internet, so that's all right. Um, I reckon, yeah, early 90s, I reckon. So, so you've got the tree of life. Wow, I'd love to see that. This is fantastic because, because you've got 12 fruits for every month. Government, government's on these trees. Oh, oh, where the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. Oh. Wouldn't it be interesting if you were called to bear fruit every month? Wouldn't it be interesting if you, your life was to be healing for the nations? Let's go to Psalm chapter one, verses two to three. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever he does shall prosper. Okay, sorry, that was just the, that was the, that was that. All right. So again, so what we have, we got the, we got the tree of life, then the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. It's really interesting. You can't plant yourself. And it's, I, I, there's a lot of interesting thing around planting. Um, you've got to make sure, look, look seriously. <laughs> you can't plant yourself here. If you feel God calling you here, then you start to abide and then things start to happen. But you get too many people won't be planted anywhere. This is why we're free. We're not here sort of like, you get people walking off the street and it's like a lot of churches, unfortunately, unfortunately I say they're like cray pots. Who knows what a cray pot is? All right, is that sort of like you got a little bit of meat, you got the crate, you got that in the bottom of the ocean, cray pot goes, oh, look at this. Oh, plop. Oh, that was good. Oh, how do I get out? And what happens is that, is that we, my job is to find out that, we're, that the people here are planted and for them to thrive and flourish. But you've got people who won't be planted anywhere. If you don't, want to, if you don't feel to plant here, plant somewhere. Plant in the Lord primarily, but plant somewhere. Can someone say amen? amen. It's very important because, because this, is, this is the language of the heart and the language of the subconscious. Because it's not just like, you know, uh, uh, I've, unfortunately, I've witnessed people more passionate about their church than the Lord. Yeah, like, you know, you talk about the Lord, a bit of, a, bit of a, an off-colour joke that's borderline, and then you say something about the church, whoa! You know, it's sort of like, whoa, hello. I just hit a noive. And so, so there's something about the planting of the Lord, and, and, but, but we, we have to be planted in the Lord. He plants us. You know, we talk about soul ties. Uh, uh, there can be very, very bad soul ties. You go, how do you know if I've got a soul tie? You go, when someone else's behaviour affects you emotionally. If someone's in a filthy mood or whatever, and all of a sudden it's like it affects you, and they can even be overseas. 
Soul ties are designed by God. We, we, we're meant to firstly attach to our parents. That's a soul tie. Siblings. Then, then you leave and cleave and spouse and children. So, those are, so, so part of planting is you become soul tied to a point. Is this, is this just, so can we handle this realness? We have to be real. And yet some people right now, people, I've been hurt, so I'm not gonna be connected to any community. Let me know how that works out. It says in Proverbs, it says, he who isolates himself seeks their own desire and rages against all wise counsel. So there's gotta be a place where people can, is it, is it okay, is it okay to shop for a church for a season, it's okay. But let not that season be five years. You've got people who've been moved into state to come to this church. I'd do the same, honestly, do the same. Sort of like, but you, you, no, because you wanna be under the spout where the glory comes out, seriously. You do. <laughs> Sorry, it was actually becoming quite a meaningful argument until I threw in that little, uh, you know, lame euphemism. All right, so, okay. Let's go to uh, um, Jeremiah 17. It's a good number. All right. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope, is in the, whose hope is the Lord. For he should be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. So you've got, again, doesn't matter what the season is, if you're planted in the Lord, you won't have anxiety. You'll bear fruit. Your leaf will remain green. Sometimes I go, are we in a bubble or what? Because I just, because God help me if I become in your, if I get in your way for you to get closer to God, God help me. If I magnify and exalt this church or our leadership above the Lord, God help me. Because, we, because it's the Lord who brings life. This is very important because we can come to a place where we're sort of like, uh, um, your wheels are turning, but you're upside down, you know? It's like you, you, you get to that point where it's sort of like you, you're hearing good stuff and you, you're, you're feeling the presence of God, but you've got to be planted in Him. And so what happens, that should remove anxiety. See, I, part of my grace is to map is to be a cartographer, is to, is to forge new ground. And when you forge new ground, you do see a lot of caca, all right? You see a lot of unpleasant things. Is the airbrushed history of our state, it ain't, it, the revival stuff's good, but it's actually done against a backdrop of a lot of, a backdrop of, a lot of darkness. And Australia and the developed world. It's a lot of darkness and you can't just sweep it under the rug because in regards to true justice, some of that is still crying out for recompense. Shed blood, uh, uh, abused and stolen generations is still crying out for justice. So you can't airbrush that. So, so, so there's, there, we, we need to say, Lord, Holy Ghost, lead us into truth. And so you go down this and you say, oh my gosh, look at this. But because you're planted in the Lord, you won't get anxious, you won't get anxious. And I have to go through unpleasant detail more often than I'd like. I love it all to be just, you know, pink rainbows and puppy dogs, you know, living in the Willy Wonka factory and sort of, I love that. You know, that would be my, my default of choice. But we're called to govern. Part of govern is actually discovery. It's the initial, initial phase of discovery. So we're talking 
trees of life bearing fruit, 12 fruits for 12 months of the year. And now we see that the trees of righteousness and planting the Lord that He may be glorified. And if you trust in the Lord, okay. Beginning in 2020, there was a, this, this is what's happening. The computer modeling says this, two weeks to flatten the curve. And something inside of me went, danger, Will Robinson, danger, danger. It says, you have an anointing from the Holy One, you know, know all things, I have no need that anyone should teach you. There's gonna be a place for discernment, danger, Will Robinson. And so what you have is people actually then just went, oh, did an expert say that? Did the computer say that? Here's the deal. I respect anyone that does their due diligence. Anyone. Some people have made a decision on this side or that side. I don't care. I'm pro-choice in that regard. I really, really am. But what you have, when you just start trusting people rather than trusting in the Lord, Houston, we have a problem. So this is why we actually have to get people trusting in God so they're the planting of the Lord that He may be glorified and manifest government. This is important because the more you're in the Lord, the more you govern even just naturally. So let's, let's, so you go, all right, so we've got the trees of life, the tree, uh, the tree of life or trees of life and the trees of, uh, 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 where the planting of the Lord that He may be glorified. And it says, if you meditate in the Word continually, be like a tree planted by the, 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 the rivers or by the waters. And also, also if you trust in the Lord, you'll be like a, a tree that even in drought, you won't be anxious and you'll still bear fruit and your leaf will be green. This is another dimension, planting yourself in the Lord. So let's talk about, oh, hang on. Oh yes, let's go to Isaiah 11 verses one to two because this all has a theme. Now we're talking about Jesus here. There shall come forth a rod or a branch from the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So here we've got the same typology of Jesus. Jesus came from the root of Jesse. What does that mean? It means there was a tree that flourished, it was cut down and just the root was preserved. Now anyone that knows, see I've got like a, a, a gum tree in my front yard that didn't hit big enough to be considered a significant tree, so I chopped it. Because as much as I love native uh, flora, I nearly said fauna, um, as much as I love native flora, gum trees near houses can be a problem, okay? And so there's a, there is a good reason why the river red gum's called the widow maker. And so I like went chop, but I didn't deal with the roots. And you see, no matter how many times you chop it, if the roots are intact, it's gonna grow back. So we have through the history, God made a covenant with David. He said, your son, your, from, your, your, from your very uh, 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 loins will be your, from your offspring will be the one to sit on the throne forever. And then bang, the tree got chopped, but the roots stayed intact. And it actually said, Jesus came from those roots. So the enemy tried to take it out, but the roots stayed there. So we're talking about the trees of life are called to govern and we come from Jesus and Jesus went through the same thing. Nebuchadnezzar, whenever you see something great, you actually, see, many times through Scripture, you just see it's, it's, it's painted as great trees. 
where all the birds of the air can nest and animals can find its shade. So Jesus came from the roots of Jesse and then that's, that's what we start to see. We start to see that whole, on the, uh, uh, um, the, 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 the description of the Holy Spirit. So the Lord took this very, very seriously. He had spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So we now see that Jesus is resurrected and He appears to John in Revelation 22. Uh, right at the very end, right at the very end. And he said, this angel has shared everything. He's shown you. So like, I'm just blown away how an angel can just turn up and you go into a full trance. Incredible. So let's read Revelation 22, 16 to 17. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And the Spirit and the Bride say, come. And let him who hears say, come. And let him who thirsts, come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. So we have, we have, the fact is that, is that where the trees of righteousness and the plain of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And we've got the tree of life. And you go, yeah, but they're two different things. And then we have in the Old Testament, we had, so David's dynasty, God said he'll never fully, he will give David's descendants stripes, okay? He will discipline them, but he'll never fully remove his grace. And so left is a stump. And Jesus came out of that stump. So you wanna know a bit about Jesus, study David as well. Quite amazing, quite amazing really. And then what you have is, and then you see this same uh, uh, um, typology or metaphor of uh, uh, um, horticulture or biology, right, used to give us an understanding of the realm of the spirit and the realm of government. So then you have, let's have a look at Jeremiah 23, five. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will raise to David a branch of righteousness. A king shall reign and prosper and execute judgment and righteousness in the earth. This comes out of the branch. Behold, it says in Zechariah, behold the branch. So now we see this again and again and again, because we've got to let the Word of God speak. It says what it's saying, and you're going, all right, cool. Yeah, but you've got the, Revela- you got, you got the, <coughs> you got the book of Revelation, 22, and you got, we're looking at trees of life. We're, we're third party observer because that's what we are. But then you've got where the trees of righteousness and the plenty of the Lord, that He may be glorified, and it tells you how to. You meditate on the Word constantly, you'll be like a, river, a tree planted by the waters. Then it says, if you put your trust in the Lord, you'll even go through difficult times. And then it actually says that, 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 that Jesus came out of the, 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 the root of Jesse, even when he was resurrected, said, this is who I am. I came, this is right at the end of the book of Revelation. So when we, we, so we, go, we, we separate them and we go, well, if we separate them, then Jesus is still gotta do the governing. But if we can bring them together, then we start to realise that God needs human agency on the earth. That's why He became a man, not to do it all, but to actually suffer on our behalf vicariously and do a divine exchange. He made Him who knew no sin to become the righteousness of God that through Him, uh, uh, sorry, He made Him who knew no sin to become sin that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. So he, He became our exchange. So we did an exchange with the root of Jesse and with the righteous branch and so, but, but he's the branch. You know what's really interesting? When you look at the name Nazareth, it actually means branch town. <laughs> Jesus of Nazareth. I remember Jesus, he, 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 we're talking like, he went from Jesus of Nazareth, 
to Jesus Christ, to Jesus as Lord. Okay, he was always God, he never wasn't God, but he actually went through stages, testings and trials. And he actualized who he actually was, you know, in his father. So what we need to establish is that he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. And if we're one spirit with the one whose the government should be on his shoulders, then we're called to govern. Can someone say amen? So G, can someone say amen if Jesus is the branch? Amen. Okay. All right. Let's do, let's finish. We're landing the plane. John 15. Jesus now says, I am the vine and you're the branches. He's not the branch anymore. You're the branches. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him. That's the key. You can't do any governing without abiding in the Lord. Your degree of, of effectiveness or efficacy in governing, taking authority, is your ability to abide in Jesus. And He says it here. I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in Him bears much fruit. For without me, I love this, you can do nothing. You go, that's not very edifying. It's the truth. It should make you really happy. Just think of all the things that you've done outside of Jesus. <laughs> just, just be comfortable with it. Be really comfortable with it. Okay? He takes the base things of this world to shame the mighty and the wise. So I'm the vine, you're the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do no thing. Yep, next one. If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they're burned. If you abide in me, this is oh, so good. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. I mean, this is huge. You start to realise all the 12s, 187 times in all of Scripture, 22 times in the book of Revelation, and it just builds and builds and builds. And Jesus is going, all authority in the universe has been given to me, therefore you go. And I'll tell you what right now, as we have taken more responsibility for our community, I've been blown away with the increased favour and anointing. You know, when we got involved in government, people go, oh gosh, they're probably, you know, probably, Todd's probably gonna dial it down a bit with how he speaks. I've got worse. I've got way worse. Yeah, we're better, truthful. No, 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 but, but because what happens is this, is that lights in darkness aren't in a competition. When the light turns on, darkness, and so we're called to govern. This is why we, 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 can be, we can be bold in the Lord and actually speak over our world. Speak over our worlds. But why don't we first start in Jerusalem, then we move to Judea, then Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. You can't export anything that doesn't work at home. But I just, this morning, I wanted to let the Word of God speak. That, that why is all this thing happening? Why, why all this? Because the church hasn't governed across the board. Will not take responsibility. Don't complain about a politician unless you've prayed. Don't complain about a government unless you've got involved. This is what God is calling His church to do. And the fact that there's pulpits around the world, go, we won't get involved in politics. Seriously, read the Bible. You go, I don't know, I don't, 
Someone brings it up to you and you just go, look. 12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-12-
pads, please. There we go, 1202. We need to understand the Hebrew language of invitation and opportunity. And that's that's what Isaiah picked up. Lord didn't pick him up by the scruff of his neck and go, you're going to be my prophet. He actually just, there was a scene and he went, here I am, send me. And when we see this, so some of you guys will be like, yeah, nah, that's fine. So a lot of you guys will be like, okay, all right. Because I'll tell you what right now, what are we saving it for? You're in a historic time. We're seeing, we're seeing maybe one of the most concentrated seasons in history. And I go, what a privilege. What a privilege. Lord, we just thank You for Your broken body and Your shed blood. We thank You that all authority has been given to You. Therefore, therefore, where to go? So Lord, we just thank You for the power of the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of wisdom, and I just thank You for mandate and scrolls. Bless this to us. We love You, Lord, in Jesus' Name. please if we can have the ushers no, no jumping jacks required very disappointed okay you won't get a funny meme for the rest of the day then uh-huh. if you need to fill out credit card information it's all up there while we're doing that I'll give you 10 seconds We've got um, all the details here, but if you want to get involved, um, this is, we're talking on Saturday, uh, 8th of October, 10.30 a.m. in the chapel. You've got morning, you got register online, but can you come and see Jane afterwards if you want to get involved? Uh, just meet her just down here in front of the stage if you can. So come and see Jane afterwards, that'd be great. Okay, we've got the men's camp. Wow, what's the theme, the gates of hell? Look at that. <laughs> Flip an egg. All right. You're going after satanic ritual abuse victims. Good stuff. All right. <laughs> okay. Look. 
Look at that. If you're brave enough, all right. Yeah. Hey, go back to go back to the other one. I'm going to get the date. Twenty ninth, twenty eighth, twenty ninth October. That's a Friday night. That's a Friday night and a Saturday. So um, now we have the uh, the pop up rally. We talked about that before. Register. Um, that's going to be really, really good to hear. Um, yeah. All right. Now we're going to uh, uh, we're going to pray for some people. Um, very important people. We've got. Um, now, one of the things is that uh, at some stage, we're, we're going to keep this building. That escalated. We're going to keep this building, but we do need a bigger premises at some stage. Okay? But we're keeping this building. This, is, this will just fill a third of the interns coming in. Anyway, so basically is that over the years, like we, we used to have altar ministry all the time. Um, if we had ultra ministry now, no one would ever be able to use the toilet, okay? Just because it's just, we, we, we are, we got to minister a little bit differently. What happens behind the scenes? You need to know there's constant ministry going on. Inner healing, counselling, deliverance, uh, healing. There's constant ministry going on here, even if you can't see it on a Sunday, like never before. And we actually, we are stretched. And so um, what's happened is that today we're putting someone on part-time staff to help uh, um, Christina Busy Bee Theodosiadis, okay? And because, yeah, there we go, Bibi. And so um, uh, Ebony, if you'd like to come forward, and Henry as well, we're gonna pray for it, yeah. Okay, so, okay, now, you get people who go, oh, how come I'm not promoted and being, what's going, what about me, it isn't fair, I've had enough, now I want my share, can't you see? Do you know what? Do you know what? Ebony has been like putting so many hours helping Christina and others, she's just doing it unto the Lord. And what happens that like, we see the hand of God on her and Henry as well. We see the hand of God on them. And it's like, what happens is that when you just do it under the Lord, the Lord will bring you attention to the right people. Can someone say Amen? So we're talking like deep level ministry, but um, can we have the eldership get up please? And Christina, that'd be good, thanks. I think Christina and Nick would be appropriate to come up. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pray for them, but yeah, she's on staff and uh, only yeah, the Lord's doing it. But she's been serving in this capacity. But we're gonna believe for her to really, really get a massive blessing touch from heaven today. Can we just all stand to our feet, please? And I want you to stretch forth your hands. Holy Ghost. Yeah. Holy Spirit, we just thank you. This amazing couple, I just thank you. Onward and upward. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for both of them. Thank You for the legacy of both of their families, the bloodlines that You're bringing forward, the bloodlines that You're bringing forward. I thank You. Fulfilment of scrolls in the Name of Jesus. I thank You, Holy Ghost, for Your angel to touch. And I just thank You in the Name of Jesus. I just thank You right now for a a mantle of authority like never before. Thank You, thank You, thank You, Lord, for what You're doing. Thank You in Jesus' Name that You're raising up this generation this generation of seers, of prophets, of entrepreneurs. I thank You, Lord, 
Thank You, Lord. We just anoint them and bless them today and commission them today. I thank You, Lord. This is Your doing. This is Your doing. This is Your doing. And it's marvellous in our eyes. Thank You, Holy Ghost. Thank You, Holy Ghost. Thank You for Your anointing. Thank You. We just bless them in Jesus' Name. Holy Ghost. Father, we just thank you that it's a time of increase, but it's actually a time of acceleration and increased altitude. And so, Father, we thank you. Just as Rachel prayed for the favour, we just declare this scripture where it says, the path of the righteous get brighter and brighter until the full light of day. And the full light of day is 12, which is government. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, we pray an increase, very fitting of the message, an increase of government in the name of Jesus and everything that they're doing as they go onward and upward. We thank you that they partner with you carrying the government of heaven in its administration in this house and even in other churches and in other places, not just here, but in other places in Australia too. Father, we thank you, God, that you are recognising them, that you are ordaining them or or, bringing them in to this place and staff specifically, but it's onward and upward from here in Jesus' name. day guys we'll see you next time God bless